find a rendezvous Your eyes held a message tender Saying I surrender all my love to you Midnight brought a sweet romance I know all my whole life through I'll be remembering you Whatever else I do Midnight where the stars and you So I'm just playing some waiting room music. Um, I got my uh, co-host Caleb coming on pretty soon, and hopefully he gets here within the next one minute and ten seconds, because if not, the music stops. So we'll see what happens. That's the one. Can my podcast give me five stars? Yeah. All that extra stuff, I don't... <laughs> I'm just messing around with sound pads. This is great. This is the best way to start a podcast. Um, I might record an intro with the time code of where you can skip. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
just as a, a side note, I have an idea to take this song, the one that's playing right now, uh, change the words to it. Oh, there he is. There's Caleb. What's I up, was Mary? just telling the whole audience that I have an idea to when the when I upload this or <laughs> the song that's playing in the background. I'll say it that way. When the song that's playing in the background, I want to change the words to it. And I told you this a while ago outside of uh, the podcast that I wanted to change the words to it to something else and then okay. upload it to the podcast that I like to listen to. Hmm. Okay, that sounds good. Is Are we on the podcast right now? We are, yeah. Let me, uh, let me stop that song from playing so we can continue on with the rest of the show. Hmm. There it is. Are you using your headphones? I am. Can you hear me? Does it sound I good? I can. Does it no. sound weird? It does. Oh, give me one sec. Gross. <laughs> okay, how's that? I mean, you sound better, but I hear a lot of background noise. I don't know how I can gate that out. That's so weird. Hmm. It doesn't give me the option to uh, hit the noise gate on you, which is kind of lame, but whatever. Okay, I'll go in a more concealed room. I have such an amazing million-dollar setup, you know what I mean? My it's iPad your closet. My Apple earbuds. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Oh, I can hear you. Hold on. Uh, just uh, be quiet for about five seconds. Okay. It's there. It's all right. It works. It works. Can you hear it me? It works. I can hear you. Yes. Okay. So, you know that the podcast is called Serial Killers still, right? No, that's just the... When I give you the room code and whatever, that's just what it's called. I should just name it something different, and I'll do that next time. Okay. Are we starting okay. the podcast now? Yeah, bro. Whenever you want. Like, <laughs> we... Okay. okay. Outside. Outside of the show. Uh, I'd been texting you, or you put up a Snapchat story about Andrew Tate, and I have new information, bro. New information has come to light about that specific article that you posted to your Snapchat story. Hooray. And I just want to, I want to tell you more about that in the future. So, yeah. Okay. So, th- I feel like this is going to be a good one. So, um, Andrew Tate and mega churches is that what we're still talking about? Oh, shoot. That's like the best, the best combo ever. <laughs> it's kind of no. awesome, honestly. I mean, it's it's the weirdest. It's not like we're combining the two or, or uh, trying to compare them or anything. But yes, it's two different topics. But it's it's good topics. I like them. It's like somehow we find out like how we can compare them in the end, and it just flows perfectly. I think I might be able to find a way to 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 do that. Oh, just... I do. I know. Oh my god, it's working. It's working. Okay. <laughs> if we both come to the same conclusion, that would be hilarious. So I'll just. I already know what you're thinking. Okay, on say three. what I'm thinking before we go ahead and continue. Okay. Just go. For I know it. exactly what you're thinking. So it's just like uh, conning people out of their money. Um, it's like a masquerade of like false ideas, like mixed with. I'm talking about like his his hustlers uh preschool academy thing preschool yes yeah um <laughs> hustlers oh my god it's so cringy i feel like oh. he's like 14 on the inside like <laughs> you know what? he uses words like hustler and i'm a savage and he's just so silly he knows his audience he does know his audience very well yeah 13 year old kids with their parents credit card yes yeah well i mean wherever you can get your money that's what youtube does with youtube kids and that's what apple does with all their dumb games on the app store yeah 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 okay we're gonna <laughs> bro this is so great i uh, i i want to have 
uh, pushback on some of the things that I say because I say some dumb things once in a while and almost no one calls me out. There's one dude, he's been there from the start and he just keeps on call. I mean, he called me out the first time and I, <laughs> okay, he called me out the very first time I said something dumb. And instead of just reading it and taking it like, okay, I'll do better. I read it like, like he was some kind of douchebag or something. <laughs> and it was <laughs> <laughs> and he's been there through the rest of it. It's hilarious. He's such a he's such a sport, a good sport about it. Bro, he's taking notes. He just wants to like figure out your downfall before you even happen, you know? He's just trying to write it down. He's making a little memoir of your downfall of your podcast. I'll bet you he is. I'll bet you he's doing that for every other podcast you listen to as well. He's over there like, man, what what can I get on these podcasts that I'm donating to? I need to do something with them. So he can, encourages you to say really silly, dumb things. And then he just <laughs> records it all and then puts it into one big mega cut of everyone who says the dumbest things. It'll it's a documentary. <laughs> a Netflix documentary, yes. Of the stupidest podcasts ever. <laughs> and you're like the main like one. <laughs> the main one. He's like, he's, he's like, man, I'm saving this one for last icing on the cake everybody and everyone agrees that's the funny part no it's just actually actually it's just about your podcast imagine yeah. it's a, like a it's like a seven-part series and he just keeps yeah. coming back to mine as the special the one that everyone tunes into he has a whole 15 minute segment about how stupid i am <laughs> oh i'll bet he's like yeah and he's got this co-host that comes on once in a while and this guy's even dumber <laughs> he's he's not a liberal or a republican he's kind of just a menace a turd you know what just, i mean mm like Dennis we should call he has him Dennis his, he has his own opinions bro like imagine that and he does his own homework ugh, ugh. he's ugh. in college my mom went to college your, your mom, mom went to college, college. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um so Andrew freaking Tate Andrew leave okay this isn't appropriate I'm not gonna say it but we call him uh Taint. Andrew yeah <laughs> Andrew Taint Andrew. it's not hard to think about it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Andrew Tater Tots. Yeah, tater Tots. I, okay, there's that too. Yeah, his fans are Tater Tots. You know, okay, I came with zero clips. I didn't clip anything, even though I should have. I should be doing this more proactively. But I have like, well, bro, okay, he so. says the most like ridiculously like obscure things I've ever heard. So you should have had some Andrew Tate clips. Hmm. Uh, bro, today was church and it started at two because New Year's and everyone slept in and I didn't have time. I have all the excuses. I have every one of them. Do you want to hear more? Because I have more excuses. Yeah, I, I can hear some more. Bro, my back hurts. I have a knee condition. I have Aww. kids. You poor I have baby. rent to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I have every one of those things but kids. So Every one of those things. You have a knee condition too? Yeah, bro. Did you hear them pop? Dude, every single time I twerk, they pop like crazy. Bro, that don't count. <laughs> You're not on my level I of disability. Why are you trying to appropriate my disability? What are you doing? Would you like a stimulus check? Anyways. I, um, no, I want UBI. What's UBI? Universal basic income. Bro, are you not on the train of the liberals? Bro, I don't understand. I'm not, okay. I'm not on any train. I'm in my room. <laughs> okay there's another guy there's another guy i think his name is andrew too um it might be but he's uh, uh yo or something is his last name not yo it's it starts with a y or something and he's mm. some uh dude i think he tried even running for president even and he oh. ran with this um like his his platform said that he would be promising universal basic income to everyone every single person would get universal basic income which Communism. is the, but, uh, it's not communism it's uh, more socialist okay it's Yikes. not far from communism socialism and communism isn't far from they're, they're not far but you know it 
anyway. I don't want to work harder to get the same pay. Like, that's ass, dude. And that's why it never works. Because yeah. some people will work harder than others, and that's just the way it works. It's like, no, someone who works at a burger joint does not get as much as someone who works at a hospital. Like, you go to school, and you... I don't know. It's just so frustrating. It kind of defeats the whole purpose of going to like a prestigious school or just like those ideas of accomplishment. Like it, it, it defeats the purpose of, of doing better in life. It keeps you stagnant. If you know what I mean? Like well, there's the no point, ambition anymore. The whole premise behind universal basic income is that there has to be some, uh, some incredible level of automation behind all of the basic tasks so flipping burgers, janitorial things, whatever, you know, you got your Roomba cleaning the floors while some robots flipping your burgers or pooping it out on a conveyor belt, like in that one SpongeBob episode. But Ew, yeah. it's just like, there's, there's, what there's gotta say? be that. Garbage? What? <laughs> what? Remember that episode? <laughs> oh yeah. The Crabio Mondays. <laughs> Crabio Mondays. Yeah. They wouldn't stomach this garbage. And it's like, what did he say? Garbage. They look at it and it's just some turd. <laughs> some spray painted turd. Yes. It was literally spray painting. I'm like, what? SpongeBob's over there. His only problem is that there's no love involved. Not the fact that they're eating garbage. He's just, where's the love? Yeah, where's the love? I know. It's like, what? <laughs> Bro, you're feeding them poison. And it's like, where's the love? What? Dude, I love SpongeBob. Just sprinkle some love on it and it'll be better. Before I was a Christian, I was a firm believer in SpongeBob SquarePants. Firm I, believer. Uh, it was my first religion. Um, Born again. Yes. I'm, bo- I'm a born again sponge, um, <laughs> sponge boy. I'm kidding. So <laughs> I don't want to talk too so much. So dumb. <laughs> it's kind of true though. Anyways, uh, back to Andrew Taint. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Taint. So this guy. I'm about um, to be like he's so immature. <laughs> okay, I know, huh? We're over here talking about SpongeBob. We're like, yeah, this guy's 14. And making fun of his last name. <laughs> and on Will, you can both quote SpongeBob and like entire episodes almost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't even know what I ate yesterday, but I know SpongeBob quotes from like 2007. Anyways. uh, This guy, Andrew Taint. Mm -hmm. He is, okay, I'm going to give him uh, an uplifting intro before you rail into him. An analysis, yes. Before you rail into him because he deserves to be railed. Um, yeah okay uh, anyway every sense need, of the word that's gross you need a you need that that one sound from penguins of madagascar kowalski analysis anytime we like analyze something dude that is great no, yes i'm gonna get that, that. i am okay. so gonna get that listen to this though whoa you got butt slammed i sent that to you before i played that to you before but that's andrew tate just got butt slammed oh every fine, time that railed. you bring up every time you bring up something it'll be a butt slam or a what is it where is it there it is. Just like, I agree with you. Anyway, I don't even know what that clip is from, and it's not that funny. It's from Family Guy. I said that on the last... Bro. I don't watch Family Guy anymore. You should. It's hilarious. It's old man humor. You can enjoy <laughs> it. You and your knees. Anyways. Uh, and my old you? man knees. I'm trying to give him an uplifting intro. Okay, anyway. So, Andrew okay. Tate. As far as everything that the algorithm has sent me, he is saying nothing but quality content as far as it's on, it's not on the level of Jordan Peterson. It is on the level. It is close because it's oh, I know. I know. Just suffer through this. Okay, so okay, he's, okay. he's the things he says are things as simple as you need to take ownership. It's not necessarily ownership, but it's more like, OK, you think you're worthless and, it, and that makes you worthless. And because you think you're worthless, you basically are. So instead of feeling like you're worthless, start doing something. Pick something up. Don't make excuses. Do better. Because can I, can, doing... I, can I fill in real quick? Go for it. 
you feel worthless because you're not him, basically. I he know, said. I heard that okay. one. Okay, was... <laughs> yeah, okay. And do something with your life. Make a sex cam company on the internet and pimp women. That's what an honorable man would do. Honorable, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I actually, hold on, I have a clip. It's going to be cut like crap, but I'm going to convert it to audio, put it in this thing, and I'm going to uh, play it for us in just a second after I give... <laughs> Is wonderful intro that you're gonna have to suffer through. I uh, I'm trying. That <laughs> <laughs> was gonna be great. Okay. Anyway, so so Andrew Tate, I think that he's actually a decent human being who's just uh, playing the system in the way that uh, feeds his industry and his business the best way possible. And his business is taking advantage of people, which yeah, I mean, and women. And I don't know so much about women. I'll Bro. say this for a reason. I'll say it for a reason, okay? So you and I had a very lengthy phone conversation that I uh, regret not recording because Me I too. actually said some things that are a lot better than what I'm going to say right now. But Me anyway, too. this guy, he has a basically legal prostitution ring, which I don't agree with because, you know, like I told you and I let everyone know, I don't believe in, I'm a Christian, I don't believe in that stuff. But yeah. if anybody is making their living in that way, then they're going to make money off of it. If they need a platform to be able to do that, they are going to have to, just like on Pornhub, just like on any other of these adult sites, you have to sign a deal with that company to give away a lot of your profit. Only fans as well. Like, yes, you get majority of the profit and it's nowhere near the amount that he takes, but he has a platform that he allows these people to use to get business. It's the same with any other business, Fiverr, um, any, any of these businesses where you are talent and you're trying to get paid for it, but you don't know how to market yourself. So in that same way, all he's doing is feeding the industry that's already there by, and taking his own cut of it. Now, I'm not saying, like I keep telling you and myself even, I don't agree with what he says and what he does But as far as this is concerned, but that's how he makes his money. And then, not only that, the Hustlers University, he makes money off of that too, which <laughs> I watched, I, I don't know if you sent me the video. I think you did, the one where, mm. um, you did, the one where the girl bought the subscription to the Hustlers University so you don't have to. Yeah. And I'm over there like, he's got 13-year-olds giving you advice? What in the world? I know. I, it's because they're recruited by him. They pay exactly. some money. They're recruited by him to, to tell people how to basically just broadcast his shit more. That's all it is. You take a video from one of the links that he makes the videos in. Then you have to post it on YouTube. You have to make your own content on him. It's just, it's frustrating, dude. Like, all it is it's is affiliate just, it's marketing. a scam. It's, a, it's, a, it's affiliate marketing for him. It's not well, for yes. you to make money. The no. only money, you're, you're spending more money by being a part of his stupid club than you're getting back. It's a pyramid scheme mixed with affiliate marketing, which I think a pyramid scheme is in general. But yes, it is, um, it is him telling other people to sell his product for him be with the promise of being able to be a better man in general and this is people who are uh struggling with their own sense of identity now yeah. i want to play that one clip because i actually clipped it and then I, I don't even remember exactly what it said but this is him saying a bunch of uh nonsense about whammon and there is a uh female who is uh I, I don't remember uh what her name is her youtube channel but this is the one that you sent me where she's doing a reaction video to his videos so i'm playing I'm this calling chris yeah Oh, actually, hold on. Let me turn this up a little bit because I don't know if it's going to sound great. Um, let me do that right now. 
I'll listen. You must look in the mirror and mm -hmm. you must compare yourself to Tate and you must understand that you fail Comparing every myself to him. You are poor, you are weak, you are okay. stupid, you are ugly and you are short. You okay. are none of the things I am. Oh, and God, God put me on this planet specifically to remind you of how much you are failing. You are failing the experience of man because I exist. <laughs> and only when you accept that and accept your place below me oh. with deep introspection can you find the inner secrets of Wudan. And then you are prepared to learn. The inner secrets of what? What did he say? Udon. Udon? Hudon? Uh, isn't that like uh, food, I think? Isn't isn't Udon the guy from Spongebob? Master Udon? Mm. Yeah, but it's a type of food. Mm. Udon noodles, right? I think I'm so. I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm tripping, but I'm, I'm going to rewind it a little bit and maybe we'll hear it. Can you find the inner secrets? Oh, I didn't rewind it. Ah, and then you are prepared to learn. Then you are an empty vessel in which I can entrust my yep, knowledge. Yep, Before Claude. that point, I got you're it. walking around the world going, you got it? Yeah, what? Udon is a thick noodle made from wheat flour used in Japanese cuisine. Yep, it's a comfort food for many Japanese people. Okay, awesome. Yep, it is. And they sell it at Happy Teriyaki. Woo! So if you accept that you are not Andrew Tate, then you will discover the secrets of comfort food. He's saying something else. It's probably some, like, reference to his faith or something. Something. I don't know. Let me see he if says I can he's a, He says he's a Muslim, Muslim but he's, he's not... He doesn't live by it anyway. I got to figure out if there's something in the Muslim faith that talks about Udon or Uda or something of that nature. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I could play it from where it stopped. Then you're an empty vessel in which I can entrust my knowledge. Before that point, you're walking around the world going, Well, I have an opinion. This man thinks he... He walks on water. <laughs> yes. I know. He literally does. <laughs> it's so awkward, man. I think I, he's feeding into it. I don't think he actually thinks any of this. And uh, hold on, bro. Oh, no, yes, no. he does. He does to a point. And no, I think he 100%. does because he's, no, he's getting he's getting uh what is it? He's getting recognition. He's getting recognition, and it's feeding his own ego. So because it's feeding his ego, that's why he believes it. But he's not. He doesn't believe it intrinsically. It's not like in there in the back no, of his mind. I like, hey, I am. I genuinely believe that he is a narcissist and a sociopath, psychopath. I'm going a little far with that, but psychopaths don't just murder people. Like you know that, right? No, like, I don't. I don't. I don't think they do. Okay, so it's just I don't know. Everything is about him. Literally, he's like the most self-proclaimed narcissist on the internet right now. It's not. I don't. Okay, think Okay, narcissist. I agree with. I agree with narcissist, but I don't think that. I don't think that he's actually believe. I don't think he believes his own lies that much. I think, I think he does he think does. very, very, very highly of himself. He will which is, never stand down to anything against him. He does believe it. Tell me something. If you're making millions and millions of dollars off of off other people that other believe people, everything yeah. you say, yes, and, and every company makes it off of other people, but we'll just say he does it based off of other people. Wouldn't you think that those other people are validating your point of view? I guess so, but it's not like... I don't want to be someone that's just like... He's a sexist misogynist. And then someone asks him, can you give me an example? Because I have like tons of videos of him talking and I don't like yes, to quote people that I don't like, right? It's obviously, it's blatant that he's, that he is sexist. He said it so many times. He makes fun of people who have uh, mental illnesses. Um, he makes fun mm -hmm. of, he says that, that he says, he said that people who have um, trauma, unless you're, he said that like, there's an exception, like, unless you're in the war, if you're depressed, get off your effing ass. Because you gotta get up and you gotta grind and smoke cigars and have a bitch on your lap. Like, it's like... It's like there's so much more to life than making money, um, having this false idea of what... Uh, what What's the word he likes to use? Um, 
it's a valuable male or whatever he says, but he's high value male, high value male or whatever. You know what? Like if I'm happy living in a van with my girlfriend, turning into being my wife one day, if that's what I want to do with my life, I genuinely don't care if that makes me a beta male. If I don't smoke cigars and play solitaire at freaking 12 o'clock in the morning eating my fancy breakfast and then driving a bugatti like i genuinely don't want that for myself caleb hey if you were living in a van with your girlfriend who might turn into your wife would you be watching agitate probably not there we go there we go okay so (laughs) i don't care he's he's allowed to have any opinion he likes but when he tries when he listen and like that's just the freedom of speech it's a freedom of whatever you want Yes. When you're when you have a platform of like influencing people and you're getting shut down because you're literally like trash <laughs> and like in the sex trafficking business because he is Claudio is he, he is yes because he so what he did was he um let me find the article you know he got released within half hour of that uh thing right yeah, and he also has a tons of rape allegations plus allegations are not it's not it proof. doesn't. It's still, still, Claude. Question: If he's got, hold on. I want you to, I want you to think and about this. And allegations of beating women too. I want you to think about this. If he's got, if he's got, how many? We'll just say um, the word he uses, bitches, on his arm. Um, why would he need to rape? Because he's an animal, bro. Okay, he's an animal, yes, and he's, uh, I mean, we can say... When you have such the- power like that, especially elitists, dude, he's an elitist in a, in a mask of, I'm a whistleblower, I stand up for you because I'm against everybody who's sensitive, you know, I'm not a liberal. So since, like, it's it's literally just, like, cards flipped, that's all it is. It's, it's the same thing, he's just another elitist, right? He mm-hmm. is. He's just another elitist. That is forcing this uh, this identity of masculinity to men that aren't very like masculine, right? Like uh, the, most of the people that I know that are really obsessed with him are really insecure college dudes, or honestly, just people who d- aren't very successful. So, so he, or go ahead. So he, though that's the audience, right? The audience is people who want to do something with their life. So they're looking for like a mentor someone to look up to he doesn't give a rat's ass about what people think right so that's like why a lot of people really liked trump um because he doesn't care and he would do stuff right like i genuinely believe trump did a lot for our country um because he did there's like literally articles on it there's just so much that he did there's more jobs than there ever was in america we were doing great right before 2020 anyways um so what i'm trying to say is like a lot of these young men are looking for someone to look up to like a lot of people don't have a good relationship with their dad, right? So they're trying to look for like a big brother kind of idea. This guy is charismatic, definitely. Um, he's got like an attitude. He's like a mafia boss, you know what I mean? So people who like movies like, I, I would like to say American Psycho. Anyway, <laughs> movies like, <laughs> honestly quotes The Matrix so much. It's cringy. And, like, nerdy movies and stuff all the time. So he's basically just, like, uh, a mixture of everything that's, like, 
supposedly masculine. Like, he smokes cigars, goes to the gym all the time. He's got a bunch of bitches, you know. He's this, like, literally bald mafia boss with sunglasses and flames behind him and an explosion. Like, that's literally what he is. That's his persona, what he wants. Okay, so I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not at all. That's his persona. That's what he's putting out there so that way young, insecure men, will, and, and not even men, young men, we'll say teenagers, to the young men category. So his demographic is from the 13-year-old boy who is insecure up to, to like the 20, maybe 25, 26, yeah, probably, probably maybe. around my age, you know, maybe yeah. even a little bit older than that. He could get up into the 30s if you got a really insecure dude who doesn't know uh, life yet, who hasn't had enough life experience, which probably, there yeah. are people out there. But we'll just say his demographic is 13 to 25. We'll just give it that age range. In that okay. age range, what is the alpha male? In your mind, your definition of an alpha male is exactly what he's portraying. A dude with a bunch of hoes or even just women in general. Doesn't even have to be a hoe. It could be a, a smart woman, but he doesn't like smart women in, according to his own uh, speeches because they are too talkative for him. He only, And they're not in the house. But he says such frustrating things. Oh, okay. can I please say one thing that he said that I say? Tell me, yeah, say you have you have the floor. He said that that him and his sister, right, don't get along in any shape, way, or form, and he will never forgive her because she's a liberal, right? First of all, there's a divide there. There's that's literally like me not liking one of our siblings, or like let's say that you were a Republican and I was a liberal, even though neither of us are either of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I would like literally disown you. But he also said because she's a woman and I could never be friends with my sister, what would we talk about? Like it's like he's like he genuinely believes that women are stupid, that women are weak, that women are an object that we, that you own a, wo a woman. Like like no, it's you can say all you want to me about him saying that the whole like Bible kind of idea of oh you know when a man and a woman become one he is like the head of the home he uh, like is like above a wife right like in, in like the nuclear family that makes sense right like the the husband makes the decisions and stuff it's it's a beautiful amazing thing for at least christians to see right and it works it does mm -hmm. but when you start saying things like he can go do whatever he wants, but she has to stay home. She can't have friends. She can't do this and that or else she's to the streets. And, there's, and he has these women that are flocking around him, sitting on his lap and stuff and doing all this stuff. He calls them these names, but it's such a like double standard that he's giving out there. Well, Caleb, aren't women stupider than men? No. <laughs> Actually, it's scientifically proven that women mature faster than men. And honestly, maturity we can, isn't a sign of intellectualism. It, I know, right? I know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying. But it can it. come I'm off being, as it. It definitely can. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm being devil to advocate here. I'm, not, I don't agree with anything he says. But as far as women being stupider or less intellectual, or he got kicked be able off of a, a plane. Job. He listen to this. He got kicked off of a plane mm -hmm. because he was upset and throwing a huge fit. Like a man throwing a huge fit because he said, I got in five car crashes. All of them were with females. He talks like a caveman, like f with females. And I'm no he said he didn't feel safe with a woman driving the plane. And he wanted a man to fly the plane. Here's, here's my view on this because uh, I got a text from another dude in uh, the church I go to. I actually did my first very first dual podcast or like dual host podcast with this dude his name is ben chill dude awesome dude 
but um, he sent me a picture of uh, some dude. Actually, let me let me read it to you. I and I'm gonna put this on because I have the magic of podcasting 2.0. I can actually put the picture on the screen for everyone who's listening to look at. If they have a modern podcast app, you can check those out at newpodcastapps.com. But mm-hmm. um, there is a picture from Twitter, and this channel is called End Wokeness, and it's got that uh, meme face of the dude with the beard, the the, oh, yeah. the male. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it Cut. says, uh, yeah. One up? second. Can we pause for a short intermission so I can get something? Intermission. I'll play yes. the song from the beginning. Sweet. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, you got to mute yourself and text me because it will not. Or actually, hold on. Let me do this. I can't play music, but it'll just, um, yeah, I'll just stop it. Hold on. Get off air. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Okay, no, it's still I... going. What? <laughs> Dude, I'm not editing this, but let me let me see if I can stop it. The term archon means ruler, so someone that is political. All right, through the magic of podcasting, uh, we're back, and you guys didn't have to sit through seven or eight minutes of us just doing nonsense. <laughs> so there's Literally. that. <laughs> I, I got clips while we were waiting. So I got clips of uh, Tate talking about how he has a disability and why he actually parks in parking spots. I'm going to play this for you. It goes for like, I think two or three seconds of him just walking and then it gets into him actually talking. So I'm going to play it right. Well, actually, let me turn it up real quick here. Um, Cause I don't know if it's, if it's get ready for right. it. Yeah. Everyone should get ready for it. Here goes. Or right, hold on. There we go. Okay. Playing now. I always park in disabled lanes. I'm not a bad person, but I'm a quick person. Most people are slow and stupid. I'm fast. There was no people in wheelchairs trying to use this space in those 45 seconds it took me to buy this. No one loses. The last time I uh, took one of these spaces, someone goes, excuse me, are you disabled? And I replied, I am actually. And their face was like. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear everything he said? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. I mean, you watched it already, but yeah, he's he's talking about how he's not uh, he's not slow. He's quick, so he's a special kind of retarded. And then when he parked in the parking space, and someone asked him, "Why are you parking there? Or are you are you handicapped or disabled?" He says, "I am actually," and <laughs> acted like he was retarded, which is not it's not correct at all. It's bad. I'm laughing because I played this before a bunch of times, and it's not funny to make fun of people with disabilities. It's just a funny situation that we're talking about it. And I didn't even, you didn't even want me to play this. And I played it. And now you have to suffer through listening to it a third time, even though you don't like hearing it. I don't really care that much. I'm not going to be like, I'm excruciate. I have trauma from listening to that video or something. But like, it's just, bro, it's just annoying to hear him talk about, like we have two siblings with with autism, right? And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just offensive. Like that's not like, it's kind of. It's kind of like a slur if you really think about it. Like, and making fun of people with disabilities is just not cool. It's not funny either. I just, yeah. It's funny to make fun of someone who is choosing a certain lifestyle that is just dumb mm-hmm. or that is something that you don't even agree with. It's funny to make fun of it if it's something you don't agree with, but it's something that can change. So, like, how everyone in the family gave Damaris a bunch of crap because she wanted to be a vegan for a while. That's, I mean, the situation wasn't funny for her, but it's funny to hear that. Mom went out and did nothing but buy everything with meat, so she had to sit there with her salads while she's watching everyone dine and pork on pork and beef and everything else. Pizza and they're like, and "Wow, this is the best thing ever!" And she's over there like half crying, uh, eating her salad and tomatoes. <laughs> I know it's funny to think about. 
But anyway, <laughs> then I'm playing you another one. This is the one that says Andrew Tate is not sexist. If you're going to be on my YouTube channel, you need to understand that I live in the real world. And the real world is sexist. And when I say that, people start freaking out going, you hate women. I don't hate women. I just think men are better than women at certain things. And they happen to be the things that are extremely important for survival. Next time a woman gives you that strong, independent woman bullshit, you need to remind her that less than 200 years ago, without a man in her life, she would literally die. Is there a problem with that logic, Caleb, in your opinion? Okay. So I just want to look at some of the women of the Bible real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, look at, let's look at the baddie herself, Deborah, right? Ooh. Okay. And jail. So I feel like Andrew Tate would be the guy that came to rest in jail's tent to a woman if she had a chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. Yes. It's yes, just like I agree. women definitely in history have been able to fend for themselves. Okay. It's yeah. I guess you can, you can throw the argument. It's true, right? Most, most men are biologically stronger than women. Okay, cool. Awesome. That doesn't mean they're biologically anything else more stronger um doesn't mean that they're more intelligent it's it's not it's not that women can't fend for themselves so like that that statement yeah i do believe it's 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 kind of silly to say that you believe or you do believe i don't believe culturally maybe yes (laughs) Um, i'm 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 rousing you for the choice to use the word i do believe instead of i believe no it's just I need to get over myself. I do because I I am so uncomfortable by him. <laughs> okay, so I I agree that in certain situations he is correct in his assessment that a hundred years ago it would be very very hard because a hundred years ago we're talking about the the rise of the nuclear family. I mean, this isn't exactly the rise of the nuclear family that that didn't come around until after. Let's the talk about two hundred years ago when all the fathers ago. and all the men were in war and murdered and killed, and women had to care for all the kids. They had to work. They had to do whatever it took just to survive. Don't give me that bullshit, okay? No, because and and listen. 200 years ago and even 100 years ago, life was completely different. We can't look at 200 years ago and 100 years ago with the lens of today in the sense that today we actually have the ability to have a woman and a man both working to make a living. And we have the ability of a man to make so much money that the woman can stay home and literally do nothing. I mean nothing. And same same with the role reversals being swapped. There are certain roles that a woman can fulfill that are so lucrative that a man shouldn't have to work at that point. And it's like, yeah, she's not going into the oil fields, and some women are. And actually, when I was working in framing, there was a, a wife-husband combo. And that woman that was the dude's uh, wife, that chick outworked me, like, to an ungodly degree. Now, she wasn't framing, but she was doing excavation. And they worked from 6 in the morning until 7 at night, and they worked nonstop. They took lunch, and that's it. No breaks. No union-mandated breaks. This chick was, like, a boss. Okay? But... Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the general majority of women because Becca can stay home and watch Netflix all day if she wants to. And every once in a while she does. So we live in a different time where mm-hmm. back in the day, that woman would have to be a homemaker. And, and it's a have to because back in the day, it's not because, oh, she was property or, oh, who knows, like the man is just keeping her down. That's not the problem. And back in the day, mm-hmm. women didn't want to vote because if you, if you got the right to vote, that meant that you have to pay legally taxes. not just pay taxes. No, and no, not not pay taxes. No, because the woman still had to pay taxes by proxy of her husband. But yeah. back in the if if you 
got the right to vote. That means you are legally mandated to join the military in a draft if you can vote. And no woman wanted to go to the military. And no one even enforced that, but every woman was scared of it because they didn't want to. There were still the people driving it forward because they wanted the right to vote, but that's not the biggest thing in the world. Voting isn't the biggest thing in the world because it's being screwed with anyway. So why does a woman really care if she can vote or not? I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that it didn't help the world in general, but I'm just saying it's not like the biggest thing. Everyone points to it like, wow, such a big movement for women. And it's like, "Mm, mm, I don't think so. It was portrayed as something empowering when in reality it was just another tactic for the government to take women out of the homes um, to make sure that they're in the workforce so that they can go to Rockefeller schools. That and get more taxes out of it. Yes, yes, that's more. It. It's more than that. It's also to influence the kids because there is this um, ideology that the government has used, and it's like more of a tactic than an ideology. Um, to where it's like your kids are in our custody once for eight hours a day. We can manipulate them as much as we can until they come back home to you. But think about it: um, the school system itself is so corrupted. So when if we're going to go back to um, the whole feminist thing, what it does is it kind of, the feminist act of nowadays, the feminazis kind of dehumanize women. It really does because it's a double standard. It's all um, showing off your body on the internet. And basically if you're a porn star, that's like female empowerment. Empowering. How? So empowering. In any sense or any form, because you're doing what you want with your body without anyone telling you what to do. Okay, You're but empowered. It's not empowering. It's a degrading. You know, same it is with degrading. Men. It is. Same with men. You know, like men who... I have a friend who was an ex-porn star, and he's a pastor now. Um, and so we... I had the honor of talking to him. Um, so, like, we're not, like, friends. We're, like... I was, like, an acquaintance because he's famous now. Anyways. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a TikTok and stuff. So it was super cool that I got to, like, basically interview him and talk to him. Um, and he was telling me about, like, how degrading just, like, um, the whole... Being in that position is, being yes. In that, being in that workforce, the sex, as a sex worker, you know? And the media is going to portray it as something, like, empowering or whatever. But he... You go girl kind of thing. Yeah. From his personal experience, it actually caused him, like, a lot of suicidal, like, ideation. Um, some of his best friends committed suicide. It's not. It's not great. It's. It's not. So like, the, when I see like Andrew Tate's like place of work, what he does for a living, where he gets all his money from, I don't see him as an honorable man. I don't see him as an example of anything but a pimp. You know, like I don't. I see him as a degenerate. So I don't like him. I see um, him as this. He's filling a void for young insecure men. Like you're saying, there is a void now because. I mean, you didn't say that specifically, but that's what I'm reading into what you're saying yeah. from before, from from a while ago. There's a void that's in these men's life who are insecure. They can't fill that because they don't have that sense of identity where they can say that I am confident in my personality. I'm confident in my masculinity. I'm confident as a person and being able to express myself as that person. You are the most confident in expressing yourself as a singer, an artist, and a person in general. You're confident enough to be able to sing in public. I can't do that crap. I can't sing in public and feel confident about it. Even if I may have some some semblance of a decent voice, I know that just because of the fear and the insecurity of trying to sing out loud, that I will botch it and that will make me feel even worse and I won't do it ever again. And mm. it's happened before, but because but but I'm not secure because 
Like I don't find my security in being able to sing out loud. And these men can't find their security in anything other than the words that Andrew Tate says. And it simply reinforces their own beliefs that women do not approve of their lifestyle unless it mimics Andrew Tate's lifestyle because he has success. And even if it's just perceived success, it may not even be. All of this could be a sham and a front, and all these women could just be paid actors. Or excuse, well, no, no, actors, because actress is not really a, a real word. It's just got put into the mainstream recently. But you, in the same way that you call a um, a stewardess is the female version, there's still the man that is the steward on the plane is still a stewardess. So, and, and a nurse can be a man or a male, but everyone thinks a nurse is a female just because of the sound of it either way either way I'm, I'm getting into a different point yeah everyone who looks at him and actually wants to be who he is just has a void that needs to be filled and they're trying to fill it with the words that he says whether or not it's the good words meaning the things that just say take ownership and just be a man i mean however you want to interpret that e- either it's that or it's everything else that women are trash and they're never going to be as good as men or whatever else he says so it's not like he's I don't think he's actually tearing down a generation of men. I think he's tearing down the men who are insecure. And if that uh, that that uh, demographic of men who are insecure is the next generation, well, then they'll find their security in anyone, and they just stumbled upon Andrew Tate because the algorithm fed it to him. Yeah, the algorithm that he has curated by his pyramid scheme. Well, that he's manipulating because he understands it. But here's another thing. If YouTube and TikTok and anyone really wanted to intervene, which they can't because they're a platform, not a publisher, and because they're a platform and, and not a publisher, they can't intervene. Because if they did, that is censorship, and they can't censor because that's against their own terms and conditions. And if they switch their terms and conditions, now they are liable. This is another thing. They can't, in all honesty, actually push his content away um, and, and actually even say that out loud. Otherwise, they're liable for everything that he said in the past, and they can be sued. So they can't do that. Otherwise, they're going to be sued out of existence by every other um, industry that wants to get rid of this person. They'll sue the platform first. Then they have to take them down. And that sets precedence. And then they have to take down everyone else that may be harmful by anyone else's anyone else's views. But then but to some person who's offense, who's offended like I am, then to someone else, it's not. So then where does that where does that? You know, like, that's why, like, I'm not, like, I'm I'm saying, like, yo, you can have your own opinions and shit, but I'm not going to agree with them. Yeah, and you and you don't. And this is where we're, this is what we're talking about. I don't yeah. agree with half the things he says, but there are certain things he says that I do agree with. It's common and sense. You can get it from someone else, you know? Like, I well, don't exactly. see him as an example. That's why I would never, like, actually sit down and even take him seriously. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> I don't I don't know who actually takes the things he says seriously as so far as so many people, bro. No, okay, the good things I take seriously, but the things where and, and it's not even him as a person. It's the things he says because I say this all the time, the truth is the truth no matter who says it. So whether Andrew Tate is a hypocrite and he's saying things and then he doesn't actually believe him, or if he's saying things and and he's some of the things he says are complete and total nonsense, it doesn't mean that the other things he says can't actually be true. So the things that he says that are true like I keep coming back to and I don't have a clip of him saying take ownership because he doesn't say that exactly. That's how I'm interpreting it because I'm looking at it from a lens of Jordan Peterson where it's you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You need to stop sitting there and acting like you can't get what you're looking for if you don't try harder. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't help anything when you say things like your trauma or your depression is non-existent. Like it helps him get viewers. 
It's so wrong because like he's he's he makes fun of people who like and think about it, Claudio. Ninety percent of people uh, there's there's studies that have gone out. Ninety percent of people who uh, have sexual identity crises have either been raped, molested, or introduced to pornography at a very young age. Okay, which are all like traumatic things, right? Very, yes, very. <laughs> Um, so when you just start to, um, shit on literally, uh, a whole demographic of people who are genuinely hurting or confused or broken, it's just, it doesn't sit right with me, you know? So I don't know. <sighs> See, like, I just, I don't know. I guess I just have a heart for the people, even if I don't agree with them. No, I, I hear you. And I'm there. There's no argument to be made. That's where I'm like, yeah, you're, you're not, you're not wrong. It's when, Okay, let me say it this way. When he gets there, when he gets up there on his platform and he says something incendiary, something that'll get people riled up, all it mm-hmm. does is drive more traffic to everything else he says. And I keep coming back to the algorithms because they are actually the ones pushing it. It's not him. If the algorithms weren't there, and I love my YouTube algorithm. I love it because it brings up the things that I like to watch. Now, it doesn't mean that I love it because it's it's it, it's everything that I agree with or it's everything that I... Um, actually do want to watch. There's a lot of nonsense in there, but I just skip through it and the algorithm gets tailored. And then I watch things like this megachurch documentary. And then I watch things like... Oh, dude, it was great. I'm going to put it in the show notes and I'll play two clips from it before we call this one uh, done. Cause let's do another podcast. Let's do another podcast with that one because I actually, well, let me play a teaser. Let me play a teaser right now. So this is one of uh, Kenneth Copeland. He's being interviewed by <laughs> an interviewer and she just calls him out for something he said in the same way that anyone would call out Andrew Tate for what he says. And he completely diverts and he, he treats it like a, almost like a politician, not exactly because a, a politician would just tell a story and give a non-answer. He just completely flat out denies everything that he said, even though we have video proof of what he said. Let me just play this real quick or hold on, <laughs> make sure that the sound is actually uh, up to par and that it's loud enough because I feel like all the other clips are too quiet. I might have to boost those in post, even though I don't do editing, <clears throat> but here I'm playing now. <laughs> How are you, sir? We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. You've got this journalist that is confronting this guy called Kenneth Copeland. You said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, scares but me, principalities man. and powers. The problem is, like, he's... He's quoting scripture and then he's saying, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And he's saying, I don't want to get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. And he's acting like the demons, if you take his logic where he's giving you almost a non-answer, it's not. He flat out denied it and went a 180 on it. But if you take that logic, you can say that, oh, well, commercial airlines have demons, but private jets don't because he wanted to buy that Gulfstream 2 or whatever. And it's like, what are you trying to defend here? Because you asked your church to, and he said it in front of the church, his mega church. He said, I need to buy this for my ministry. And he used that logic that I'm not going to get into a tube with a bunch of demons, but I need this because then it'll help me with my ministry. And I need to be in all these places at once. And I can't fly commercial to make that work. And it's like, why do you have to be there? Why don't you be like Moses in the Bible and delegate that to other people? Because uh, Moses, father-in-law, what was the dude's name? Uh, Jethro comes up to him and says, Hey, um, Moses, you should not be doing all this on your own. And I agree with him. Now I know why the Bible is, I mean, that's, that's sound logic. I can't be the one to do everything in my own business. How am I going to manage hundreds of thousands of other people 
and 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 deal with all of their problems and lead them out of Israel uh, out of Egypt into the promised land. How are you going to do all that as one person? You have to delegate that to other people. And that's what Kenneth Copeland should be doing, but instead, he's using the excuse of, well, I have to be there because I'm the the hand of God making all the work. The happen. prophet, the Literally. whatever. And I'm over here like, dude, just it's just another just stop. It's like just stop. it just reminds me of the Warren Jeffs case, you know, the fundamental Jeffs. So he's part of the funda- fundamentalist Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the 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 Netflix original series documentary "Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey"? <laughs> no, I need to watch it. Hold on. Do you okay. want to tie that into the next episode where we're talking yes, about the megachurches? I'm going to give a little bit of insight on that because we're also going to talk tease about it. that too. I'm going to tease Go a little it. bit. Um, so basically the reason why I feel like they tie in together is because it's just mass manipulation. This guy created an entire ecosystem off of, um, I believe we talked about this before, but he created like an entire ecosystem of Mormon believers to follow him. So like the entire city that they lived in was controlled by him, this prophet. So he was also like selling, like, just think about it. Think about like the hypocrisy here. So with the, and the comparisons between Kenneth Copeland and Warren Jeffs. So Warren Jeffs believed that he was a prophet of God, that um, he was going to lead the people to during the rapture to a certain area of the world where the ground was going to be lifted up into the sky while the rest of the world burned, um, which sounds like the most culty thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, and the place that they chose was also just a very desolate middle of nowhere kind of place because that's where how you can get away with things anyway so this town that he created um was off of everyone else's money you know uh tithing and donations and yes whatever. tithing and donations the main income stream for any church really anyway that's what he used and basically manipulated tens of thousands of people to all move to this place they all followed him they were all polygamists and it's just it's so scary to see because like you see these 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 charismatic people that perform these quote-unquote like miracles or have these visions and prophecies and stuff but when you feel like you're part of a community you feel like you're part of something it's that whole cult feeling you know like mm-hmm. you feel like you have to do it you're obligated to because they said so because they are speaking the mouth of god but like think about it here with these mega churches and these pastors and stuff like who are you to put yourself in front of god like or on the throne of god like they do that they really do they say that you can't uh do this because it's the will of god by their own will their own standards right you have to give me this money i need to have this private jet i need to have whatever it is this gigantic church we need to build more to make more revenue to help the world but the world is still there's so many places that are not being helped and these churches could do it you see like these pastors go up on on stage and stuff in these fancy shoes this guy made like a whole youtube video that was like an hour long about did you see did you see this guy the the clothing to like seeing how much their clothing costs and it's like that that money could go to helping people in need you know what i mean there's that instagram channel the guy brings up in the video it's called preacher sneakers i had becca look at that last night and dude it is hilarious it's not just the sneakers it's the whole outfit that they talk about but it's a good it's a good uh, um a rhyming word right there but you look, you look up the channel preacher sneakers and you will see $500 sneakers or, or shoes or $1000 loafers or who knows what and it's like dude do you really need that outfit i get it you got to kind of 
kind of look the part if you're this person that people are looking up to, especially if your whole gospel is about prosperity. You have to look the part. If it's that is sells. your exactly, They're if that's your yeah. gospel, if your gospel is prosperity, well, then you have to look the part. And if that's what your people are feeding off of, then they need to see a representation. So you can't go exactly. up there in raggedy clothes, old clothes. You have to be there in the newest suits and the newest shoes. And if you're a, a dude, Dude, hold on. We're talking too much about this. Let me play this last clip. We'll bring, save this for the next one. I'll bring <laughs> clips for the next one, and I'll do a little bit more research. So it's well, not just we were talking about Andrew Tate. <laughs> I know. Let me play this last teaser. This is about Benny Hinn, and then we'll get into the rest of it from there. Because, dude, Benny Hinn, I've known about this guy for about the last like four or five years. Me too. Just listening to another preacher talk about how much nonsense there is. Where and then other people, dude. You, you ever hear about? Um, oh, I forgot the dude's name. I'll find it. This dude calls himself the Holy Ghost bartender where he gets people drunk on the spirit and just starts laughing on stage with his wife. It's called holy laughter, they call it. And they literally start laughing and cannot stop themselves. They all sound like hyenas. It's the worst thing ever. And the whole church just claps and laps it up like a bunch of dogs. It's terrible. But I'll bring a clip of it because it's hilarious to listen to. I mean, we're coming at this from a sense of, dude, look, mom and dad are Pentecostals. I go to a Pentecostal church and everyone else in this Pentecostal view, at least, at least they take it with a sense of humility and a sense of trying to be as, you know, a sense of decorum. They're trying to be as uh, proper in a church setting as possible. But then you get the charismatics and the televangelists that take this to a whole nother extreme where it's like, like, oh, it's horrible. But listen to this real quick. I'm going to play it. In another documentary from 2001, HBO were given full access to Hinn's events and were even allowed to follow several cases of supposed miracle healings. These are people that actually managed to get onto the stage and, and claim they'd been healed. Uh, this is a minute long, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it, just letting you know. In one instance, the crew follows a boy called Ashniel and his parents as they're desperate to have their child healed by one of Hinn's miracles. We're expecting miracle. We're expecting a miracle. The Prakash family are recent immigrants to America. Ten-year-old Ashneel is their younger son. Two massive brain tumors have reduced him to a vegetative state. We believe in God, we have faith, and there's nothing impossible for God. Later in the documentary, Ashneel's parents actually attend the crusade and they're brought on stage to have their child healed by Hin himself. Hin gets the crowd to raise their hands and then he places his hands on Ashneel's face and says, Expect the miracle. Dear Jesus, the Lord's gonna touch you, young boy. Days after the event and Ashneel still wasn't healed. It didn't happen. I was not even discouraged. I, I know it's God's plan. The problem with that is that everyone that I see in even our churches, when they hear that, you know, thus speaketh the Lord or, or whatever, because they say it in, in Romanian, you know, but they say it and then it's like, well, God spoke and it's exactly what he said because this is the mouthpiece of God. And I'm over here like, you don't want to challenge that even a little bit. Like, the, Bible the Bible says Bible you have to test the prophets. To, yep. Literally. And it, and it also says in Deuteronomy that if that person is wrong, even once, even one time in the sense of speaking for God, you should never regard that person again. And people say, oh, that's extreme. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's literally right there. It says it word for word. And we're not going to follow it. Well, no, that's the Old Testament. I'm like, are we like Bible believers? Like, I don't get where we where we make this change or where we choose not to listen to the Old Testament. God is the same. It, 
it, yes, we need to save this for the next one because we can, yeah. we can both get riled up about the same thing on the next one. But right now, right now, I want you to say a final statement of what you think of Andrew Tate. What is your uh, perception of him after everything? Have I changed your mind at all? Not in the slightest <laughs> at all. Not even in the, the slightest you wish, buddy, honestly. Dude, That's no, all I can I say. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would. No, it's... If anything, I'm more open to it. But let me let me wrap up with what actually happened in that uh, arrest that happened uh, very recently. You put up that New York Times article about how he got arrested because of uh, sex trafficking and who knows what. Apparently, what happened was him and his buddies were having a party in Romania because that's where they're camped out right now. And Literally. what happened was they were ha- they ordered some pizza. Mm-hmm. And there was some Romanian pizza company that came through. You could see the if you write it, you would be able to understand the words and whatnot on the pizza box. Yeah. But he told some chick to bring the pizza over. And I guess this was being streamed somewhere. And this chick's boyfriend saw it all the way in America. And she calls or he calls her and says, what is going on? What are you doing? Because she was you know, like sneaking around on him with Andrew Tate in Romania. Hmm. Well, she says, oh, well, I'm, I'm being held hostage. Oh, it's horrible. So then because they saw the pizza box, they called the pizza company and said, where was that delivered? The police did in Romania, went there, arrested him searched his whole apartment everything didn't find anything no sign of any problem no sign of anything they interviewed everyone there everyone said no there's no hostage situation nothing and the guy was out 30 minutes later so it's it's one of these things where they'll take the headline and they'll run with it and never do any more digging even though it's out there in the open in the Romanian media saying that yeah there was nothing going on and it's I'm not excusing anything I'm just saying that that article was fake news I don't care. He still owns a freaking pimping Well, yeah, business. I'm not excusing anything else. No, no, no. I'm not excusing anything else. I'm not saying that he's a legit guy because one article is fake news. Everything that he says is still, I mean, not everything because I've already made my position clear. Not everything he says is misogynistic in general or sexist, but there is a good amount, a very good amount, and that just drives traffic to him. And then the good things, the, the good things, I'm using air quotes right now, the good things that he says are the ones that come through my youtube feed because the algorithm knows that i like to see only that content and it wants me to continue listening to his content and if i saw the other stuff i'd probably stop yeah i just i don't care you can like him i guess um pop pop (laughs) off i guess i don't know i guess i'm not gonna give him any more of my time you know what we did we just fed into like just it's just the algorithm we're doing it for him he's cool no it's not on youtube podcasts don't have algorithms we're good yeah, and but we're still giving him like notice and talk like credence. Now we're roasting him. It's fine. The, the title will be Andrew Tate is the best, but you know, really, I'm gonna put Caleb loves Andrew Tate. Yeah, do that. I dare you. <laughs> Don't dare me because I will do it. I'm serious. It'll be funny. It'll be like okay, I will. Everyone in there will be like, okay, but when does Caleb start liking Andrew Tate? But when does his mind get changed? Never, freaking. <laughs> Okay, this one, this one's great. I had, I had a bunch of intro music playing. I'm not going to do any outro music because it's kind of hilarious. I don't, I don't, bro, I don't really like the scripted content on my stuff. I'd like to move into a direction where it's not scripted and it's just conversations, but I don't have people to have conversations with. So it's a good thing you're here and we can find some time once in a while. Yeah, because I was like, I'm right here. (laughs) You're right. Yes, you're only 600 miles away. Yeah, I know, literally. But with the magic of the internet, we can talk. Mm, I know, lovers. Anyways, uh-huh. anyway, um, I'm I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna cut this one short. Do you, do you get what that was about? That means it's over. No, the ding was because that's it, I, and, and I agree with you, ding. 
Oh, it was a hot and ready ding. Have you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> I I have seen some of it. Okay, I stole this bell from the No Agenda show because the No Agenda show uses this bell because they watched Breaking Bad and there's a dude, you know the uh, El Pollo Loco thing, the um the Mexican food restaurant in I don't the show. know any references, no. I've seen okay. clips. <laughs> in the sh- you've not seen the show? No, I was watching Ozark. I didn't watch that show. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, there in the show there's this old dude who's uh, basically disabled, like paralyzed, can't talk, can't do anything, but he uses a bell to communicate. And he speaks Spanish. And a bunch of people were asking him things in, in Spanish and who knows what, and he would answer with the ding of a bell. And if people got close to the answer, he would ding. And then if they got the answer, he would just ring it a bunch of times like this. <laughs> but, you know, like a real bell. And <laughs> the No Agenda show started using that as, a, you know, I agree with you, or this is something you need to focus on, or this is the point I'm trying to make in this clip that I just played. And um, this is accurate, what you're saying. So I stole that because I'm a plagiarist. And yes, now I'm using it on my own show. I'm proud of you for that. I'm so good at plagiarism, bro. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to let you go. I got to get to going. I got to go house sit a house for the in-laws because they're in California right now. And um, yeah, that's uh, fun. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. You have any final words for everyone who's listening? All 14 of them. Andrew Tate is a butt sniffer. We love him for that. Anyway, oh, he just got. <laughs> Whoa, you got butt, butt slam! Ho 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 ho! Okay, I'm cutting it short right now, mid sentence.
Cause it keep you in control